and welcome to the Cosmic Dispatch, a show about heavenly bodies, earth bodies, time, experience, and the relationship between all of it. I'm your host, Cori Nakasue, and how y'all doing today? I'm very hot. I think I think that's just going to be the way it's going to be for a little while. Um, we have a new moon show for you today. The new moon doesn't actually happen until Saturday, this upcoming weekend. But whenever there's a big transit that perfects on a Saturday, I have to decide if I want to talk about it a week before in preparation or the day after while the transit is still hot. Being that this upcoming new moon is taking place in the sign of Virgo, I've decided to do the Virgo thing and prep early. It looks like a very active new moon, very busy. It also looks like a very active week. As of tomorrow, the sun enters Virgo and thus we enter Virgo season and it's that transitioning phase of summer morphing into autumn. And personally, this is one of my favorite times of the year. I feel like it's it's almost always that um, that really stunning magic hour time during Virgo season, even though, you know, things are a little crispy. Uh, so today is a new moon music show and so throughout we'll sprinkle in some some creative prompts and music from my astro prompts series these are some meditations and exercises that i share along with beautiful graphics designed by lissa kiernan who runs the poetry barn here in the hudson valley she also runs an organization called aim higher which offers all kinds of other supports for artists. You can revisit the offerings I share on today's show in writing by visiting the Cosmic Dispatch on Instagram or check out aimhigher.org. So as I was saying, the sun enters Virgo tomorrow, August 22nd. We move from being in the heart of summer, full heat, Like today, maximum light, big cat energy, wanting to play, wanting to sleep, big love, big romance, etc., to starting to wiggle towards fall. Virgo is a mutable sign ruled by Mercury, so Virgo moves and shifts, but this change in tone also grounds and turns us inward. We'll be unpacking Virgo for the next few weeks. But one of the biggest tonal shifts is that we start to move from playful extravagance toward a more streamlined meticulousness. We're moving from big, warm energy to cooler details, materials, and sensations. Um, And I guess right now would be a good time to just dive into the astro weather for the week. Um, On August 24th, Uranus stations retrograde. But we've actually been dealing with this big Uranus energy for the past few weeks. So this just intensifies during the retrograde. And given that it's in Taurus, we're contending with an irrepressible restlessness or an uncontainable desire to be free, free of whatever we feel 
is restricting us. And this goes for our personal lives and, and in the stories we see playing out on the world stage. This is a you-don't-control-me kind of situation or I'm going to do this differently from everyone else kind of vibe. And this is a long-term thing, this ongoing defiance, which can spur some amazing inventiveness, right? Like if you're not going to follow the rules anymore, you're tasked with inventing your own. That's the best case scenario. Of course, there will always be those who just like to break things and don't bother to really create anything, create anything new with that energy. Um, You know, this is the energy, so go ahead and break things, but at least think about putting the pieces together in a new and interesting way. Make it productive. The day after that, the 25th, Mercury enters Libra. Mercury in Libra is really focused on partnerships, beauty, and finding common ground. This could be really useful amid all the fracturing energy of Uranus. Mercury in Libra is more inclined to want to learn about other people, orchestrate situations that feel balanced, and talk it out when things get tense. As with all things Libra, we just want to watch that we don't slip into misrepresenting ourselves and situations just to make things seem nice. It might be very tempting to do so right now. And then we have a big day on the 27th. That's Saturday. And this looks rattling. This is a noisy one. And always remember that the dates I'm giving you, these are the peak energy dates. There's always a ramp up and a wind down to all of these transits. So when I say the 27th, we're looking at maybe two days on either side of the 27th. So heading into the weekend, we have Venus in Leo squaring Uranus and Taurus and the new moon in Virgo squaring Mars in Gemini. Let's start with the Venus-Uranus square. This is a tense aspect between the planet of love, beauty, pleasure, and assets, and the planet of disruption and liberation. But also keep in mind, the square aspect is a highly creative aspect that will push you to take action. And this is especially so since we're working with the very creative Leo and Taurus. Relationships of all kinds could experience a jolt with one or both partners loudly declaring, I need space, I need freedom, or I just need something different, which Uranus will be only too happy to deliver. If we're taking this into the realm of creative projects, sex, and money, this could express as a change of taste or preference. Change in and of itself isn't a bad thing. It's just that the way Uranus tends to deliver it can feel quite rude. But if change is calling, I advise that you go with it. 
especially when it comes to Uranus, there's just really no point in resisting. Um, Uranus's invitation is to liberate and revolutionize. On the same day, we have the new moon in Virgo. So it's time to set intentions around getting our act together. We'll be supported in getting pretty ruthless about the quality of everything. Quality control, efficiency. This is peak back to work, back to school time. Only trouble here is that Mars in Gemini is engaging with this new moon in such a way that it can be difficult to focus. All of a sudden, we're incredibly tempted to scatter our energy amongst the many other activities that there are to participate in. Mars in Gemini will try to get you to do all of the things And the new moon in Virgo will be close by, shaking its head and trying to stay on task. Um, This isn't the worst thing in the world, but it could be pretty annoying, pretty distracting. We're dealing with two Mercury-ruled signs here. So the time is ripe for sharp words as well arguments. Um, Even this could just be going on inside your head. So I would also watch for some rather sharp, possibly negative self-talk. That's a, that's a possibility as well. And, you know, I forgot an aspect because it's kind of finishing today, but it's a pretty cool one. Uh, Right now, Mercury in Virgo is opposite Neptune and Pisces. They're both at about 24 degrees. And this is a really interesting aspect, especially if you're a mystical type, a magician, a diviner. This is a great time when you can get some information in a non-logical way. So we're talking dreams, divination, symbols, um, you know, any, any other type of communication that comes from an alternative source. I'll leave it at that. It's on its way out, um, but today and tomorrow would be good for that kind of mystery solving. So if something has seemed a little beyond your grasp, try tuning in to an, an alternative source of information. So I just needed to include that. Um, So we took a look at the astro weather. And now I'm going to share this Virgo season missive from the Astro Prompt series. And it's called Love in the Time of Logistics. Like really sexy, right? (laughs) Um, So this is Virgo season. And there are so many moving parts to this Virgo season. It's Mercury, Mercury, Mercury. So we're talking logistics, statistics, gear, analysis. The next four weeks look like Mercury in overdrive, but also love. Wait, what? So is it time for spreadsheets or love letters? And the answer is yes. (laughs) Confused yet? Let me elaborate on this really erratic Virgo season coming up. The sign 
of Virgo is ruled by the planet Mercury. And we start this Virgo season with Mercury in its retrograde shadow. This means that the things we experience for the first weeks of Virgo season will be revisited during the remainder of Virgo season and into the following Libra season. Typically, Virgo likes to get all of its ducks in a row, plan efficiently, and execute accordingly. But this season, Virgo might need to loosen up a little or at least have a few backup plans. Backtracking and redoing look inevitable, especially as we move into September. And this will be easy for Virgo. As long as it knows where to put its energy, they're good. And preparation is Virgo's middle name. What might be troublesome this season is the unusual amount and variety of inputs and intel served up by Mars's occupation in Mercury's other home sign of Gemini. And I will be doing a full show next week on Mars and Gemini because it's a really big story in the whole rest of 2022. So that gets its own special treatment next week. So where the sun in Virgo wants to streamline, Mars in Gemini wants to complicate. Where the sun in Virgo wants to serve a purpose, Mars in Gemini wants to entertain all the possibilities. Mars just entered Gemini on August 20th and will be there for a long, long time due to its retrograde. Once Venus enters Virgo, I expect Venus to be super annoyed with Mars as she tries to do her work. Mercury and then enters Libra early into the season. And Libra is an intellectual and social sign that Mercury is very comfortable in. But much like Gemini, has trouble landing on solid ground. And Virgo really needs the earth under its feet. So... I think these types of experiences will make themselves most apparent in the realm of relationships. In fact, the remainder of August could be very destabilizing for relationships as Venus passes through the ever-tightening Uranus-Saturn square that has dominated 2021 and 2022. There promises to be some tension and readjustments as we try to make updates to the structures of our closest partnerships. There will be the classic breakdown to break through, influence of Uranus, followed closely by the intense scrutiny of Saturn. So that's some kind of tough stuff for relationships. By the time we get to September, we'll be going through our relationships, our art projects, our finances with a fine-toothed comb to ensure their proper working order. To do your best refining of situations, we might start digging into the past. And this is the Mercury retrograde influence. So we're looking into the past for clues about where we went wrong or to retrieve a useful nugget of information, or maybe even to contact a person from our past to help us out. 
The Venus-Mercury vibes are very strong this season. Expect a welcome break from the drama, discord, and egocentric tone of Leo season, but no break from the relentless amount of information, and this is key, of highly variable quality. You're going to want to sift through everything that comes in very carefully to get the good stuff or the real stuff. So use these next few weeks to focus on repairing and healing whatever ruptured in July or this early part of August. Um, the, The next few weeks highly favors and supports pragmatic thinking, pragmatic conversations and actions. So there's a peak at Virgo season as a whole. We'll be doing this for the next few weeks, which brings us to our first astro prompt called Serving, Not Slaving. Virgo lives to serve. For Virgo to feel good about itself, it needs to feel useful and in service of a cause or people who are worthy. There is no end to the amount of devotion and hard work they are capable of if they believe in something. Unfortunately, it can sometimes fall into situations where it expends mountains of energy in the service of people and projects that are not worthy of their efforts. Virgo can be susceptible to allowing itself to be used so great is its desire to be useful. Virgo energy is sacred. When this energy is unaware of its own sanctity, it may try to find itself through acts of martyrdom or undue criticism. Virgo is humble. That's one of its wonderful qualities, but it's no one's slave. Um, so yeah, so the one of the things I see a lot uh, with some of my Virgo clients is um, kind of like pouring energy down the drain. And that's when we know that Virgo um, might be wasting its efforts. Virgo definitely needs to serve, but one of the best ways to gauge is if that service is healthy is are the people or the projects involved actually growing and getting stronger or is that Virgo energy just creating um, a dependency and there's like a stagnation Um, So here's a few questions to ask yourself um, about serving versus slaving. Um, First one, where in your creative practice do you feel that you overwork in an effort to prove your worthiness or usefulness? Number two, in collaborations, are your efforts taken for granted or in some other way misused? Number three, Do you ever feel that you don't work hard enough because you fear putting too much effort into something that might fail? And here's the last one. Do you cultivate situations of dependency from others to avoid tending to your own personal work? 
um, you know, Virgo has a lot of correlation with the Vestal Virgins whose job it was to cultivate, cultivate their own gifts, their own talents, um, so that they could serve. So some things to consider there. Half the battle of working with Virgo is aligning your efforts to the things and people that will grow from your contributions. One of the hardest things for Virgo to do is take their gifts seriously and guard them. And here's the paradox, even though their main gifts are the ones they give away. I have some final thoughts to leave you with about Virgo in these last two prompts. The first one is called Purity Tests. Another defining feature of Virgo is refining. No one has a keener eye for detail or higher standards of quality. You'll find many people of the Virgo persuasion drawn to analysis, editing, or fixing just about everything. They truly are your you know, handy people. It's almost as if the Virgo eye is immediately drawn to what's not working, what's not up to snuff, and things and people that need help. And this is a wonderful thing about Virgo, but this also has its downside, especially when that critical eye is turned inward. And so, yes, self-criticism, perfectionism can be a very, very Virgo type of trap to fall into. This, But... If you tend to be not of the Virgo persuasion, this is where some some Virgo energy could do you a lot of good. This season supports all manner of creating efficient systems in our lives and getting rid of the superfluous and updating old methods. So here's a question for you, especially again, if you're not of the Virgo persuasion, Where in your practice do you tend to gloss over the details and the specifics? Because now is the time to zero in on improvements and to clean up literal and metaphorical messes. And if this is not your specialty, enlist the help of a good editor, organizer, or consultant, you know, preferably a Virgo, that would be ideal. And the second astro prompt I have here is called supporting brilliance. So think of your favorite, maybe even most majestic, complex, complicated work of art, your most brilliant idea, and the feats of mind-boggling creativity you most admire. Chances are that for all their daring and originality and genius, none of them could have come to fruition without a solid grounding in basic techniques and hours of practice. I've met many, many Virgos 
and also people who are not Virgos who think their sign is the boring sign. And this is because it supports routines, hygiene, cleaning, basically grunt work. But here's the thing. Without these things, that magic, genius brilliance can't happen. So a few questions here for you, thinking about supporting brilliance. What happens when you reframe the way you think about routines? What happens if we think of them as splendid rituals of devotion? What happens when we reframe the way we think about hygiene or cleaning? What if we turn hygiene into a type of pampering, care, and in the, you know, thinking about cleaning, this um, like rapturous purge? This all can be very, <laughs> this can be as, as majestic as you want it to be because it is majestic work. Um, third, what if we thought about grunt work as the most essential part of a project? What happens when we elevate the status of the essential? And of course, the answer to all of these is in Virgo and Virgo's own unique brand of practical magic. So, yeah, I'll leave you with that. I'm wishing you all a a gorgeous, useful, productive Virgo season. Please join me next week, Sunday at 4 p.m. or anytime on the Radio Kingston Archive. You can also keep up with all episodes and extra content on the Cosmic Dispatch Instagram. And then I want to just thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the Cosmic Dispatch next week. The Cosmic Dispatch is a weekly show that uses astrology as a catalyst for conversations with people from all walks of life. An exercise in making astrology an accessible part of your week. You can find out more about my work at www.astrologybycory.com.